hey y'all it has been a minute but y'all know how i get at this point i hate to say it but don't have any high expectations of <laughs> how i do with this podcast because oh i just cannot seem to stay super consistent with it and really what i'm about to be talking about will kind of explain but i feel like i give y'all the same explanation every time i get on here about how busy i am and all of that but it's just the truth y'all today is pretty much my last day here in memphis i'll be wrapping up my junior year and i will be going home tomorrow um but today is my last final and i'll be leaving pretty early tomorrow so i don't even count tomorrow as like my last day per se um but what i wanted to get on here and talk to y'all because i've been reflecting a lot just on my junior year and y'all I just want y'all to know that life can change so quickly and so abruptly and things can happen like that, like, especially with the God I serve. Like when I just think about where I was at the beginning of this year to where I am right now. I mean, heck, when I think about where I was freshman year, when I think about where I was sophomore year, and I know in that sense, it is kind of like, yeah, I should expect some change or like change shouldn't be that surprising. But it still is. It's surprising because how abruptly the change happened and how quickly. And it's so true when people say that God is a just like that God, he truly is. Because I've told y'all a bit of my story I mean, several times in many episodes and I mean, because it's a part of my life. It's a part of my story. So it always kind of intertwines and comes up somehow or some way. But freshman year and sophomore year, I really struggled, y'all. I struggled so much with, you know, finding community and finding like my purpose and just kind of finding a sense of belonging, really finding um, belonging here in Memphis and here on campus and stuff like that. It was just really, really hard for me. Uh, I say this all the time and I say it very lightly. I do believe that I struggled with some mild depression and I always like to make it super, super clear that it was very mild because I'm not the type of person that likes to go diagnosing and saying that I have these things, mental health disorders or anything like that. But I know that it was more than just regular sadness, but it was just really hard, y'all. And for so long I was just so lost and I was searching and I was searching in the wrong places I was searching in relationships I was searching even in things like drinking and going to parties and stuff like that you know the college stuff that they tell you to be excited about or that you feel like you should look forward to because it's what you see in the movies and on tv and I can tell you truthfully that stuff doesn't do anything for you it did nothing for me it did not fill me. It was always temporary satisfaction. It never lasted. It it just was never, ever, ever enough. And truthfully, I can sit here and tell you right now that Jesus truly is the only thing that will ever sustain and satisfy you. He is the only thing because that is who has changed my life. I remember on my way down to Memphis, beginning of my junior year, so back in August, I was driving down here and I had to drive down here alone. I think I might have told y'all a little about a little bit about this. I had to drive down to Memphis by myself because my parents weren't able to get a rental car um, 
for the weekend or the day that we needed to drive down like rental cars were sold out for whatever reason so i had to drive down by myself because i had already set up like a move-in appointment and all that kind of stuff i had an interview for a job so i really couldn't wait until the day that they were able to get a rental car anyway i had to drive down here by myself and i mean i felt a little bummed about that because that was the first time i moved into my dorm and didn't have my family with me so i did feel kind of sad about that but i remember as i was driving down here y'all i was praying and i was just in conversation with god and i specifically remember saying god you are about to do a new thing you are about to do something you're about to move like this year is about to be something that i'll never forget something that I can't even imagine I remember just saying that and just speaking that as I was praying of course I had no clue what I was talking about I had no clue what that meant what that looked like when exactly it was gonna happen but y'all when I tell you God is a just like that God that same day y'all that same day is truly what changed the trajectory of not only my life in my junior year but yeah my life it has changed my life that same day um somebody reached out to me who was a part of a youth ministry they worked with high school students and he was looking for leaders to be on his team and he reached out to me and asked me would I like to be a part of his team and I remember screenshotting the message that he sent me and sending it to my mama and I'm like mama like look at this and the other reason it was so surprising to me is because shortly before I left St. Louis to come back to Memphis I was telling my mama how I really didn't know what I wanted to do anymore like I this at this point I had changed my major from journalism and film production and all of that I had changed it already to psychology uh, with a minor in child development but I was starting to feel like you know I really don't want to do that anymore either like I do want to work with uh, teenagers and like young adults that's something that I really want to do and I thought that going into school counseling would be my gateway into that but when I started talking to like another, a school counselor from my high school and just doing research I realized that what I really really wanted to do which was build relationships with students young adults and teenagers and help them through those years um, and just through those tough parts and be that encouragement I realized I wouldn't be able to do that to the extent that I want to as a school counselor because as a school counselor especially as a high school counselor which is where I wanted to work specifically your job is to make sure that those students are on track to graduate now will you build relationships with some of some of them you might but that is not the like the center of your job that's not really what your job is for also when it comes to school counseling I can't share my personal life with them I can't you know connect my life to what they're going through I mean I might be able to but technically I'm not supposed to do that because that is not my job so I kind of realized well man that would be putting you know like limits on what I really want to do and so my mom had mentioned she was like well you need don't um like forget about the idea of maybe working in a church or you know being in ministry and so you know I thought about it I was like you know yeah that's a good point but I didn't know how I would do that I had no clue I remember like looking it up and googling it like how to get into ministry and like looking up 
um, if youth ministries were hiring in Memphis and if there were like churches hiring or like volunteer opportunities or something. And after that, I didn't find anything. So I was a little stumped or the things that I did find, you had to have like a bachelor's degree at least. Um, you had to have more experience with the ministry before they would consider hiring you. So I felt a little disappointed because I'm like, man, like, okay, well, that sucks that I can't do that or, you know, that there aren't any opportunities in life for me to even just volunteer. And so that's why it was so flooring to me when he reached out and asked me, would I like to be on his team? And I said, yes. And I can tell y'all today that that yes has changed my life in so many ways. It has changed. I just, I cannot say it enough. It has changed my life. And God has just done something so amazing. I was thinking about our first, we call them clubs, which it's not necessarily a Bible study that we do, but it's like, uh, it's really hard to explain truthfully for somebody that's not a part of this ministry. Um, but it's basically like these weekly meetings that we have where we come together with our students and we play games, we have food, we sing and just have fun and just chill with our students and then we also have talks where we do give them a word of God and we share the gospel with them most of the time that is what well that is what we talk about the gospel and we share that with them you know as a means to tell them who Jesus is and to eventually offer them the invitation to give their life to Christ and to build a relationship with Christ and I remember the very first club that we had of the year my role for that night was to do the raffle and the announcements literally all I had to do was get up there well not all because it sounds simple but it was a lot for my introverted nature so like i said it's very fun they like club to be very upbeat very just out there and if you know me you know that that's not me i don't like being the center of attention i'm not the type of person to get up on a stage and sing or rap or anything like i don't like stuff like that and so but that's what i had to do for this role i had to get up and i had to literally rap raffle ticket on top of a beat and do it as a call response thing. And I was so dang on nervous, y'all. I was so, so, so nervous. And I did it. I mean, actually, no, I didn't have to do it because the first club, nobody showed up, which is a whole nother story for just how things have changed and how God just moves. And it's just such an amazing God. Uh, but the very first day, I was so nervous and nobody showed up. I was both relieved about that, but also not because that means, okay, I have to wait later to just get it out the way and break the ice and do it for the first time. But obviously I'm happy because it's like, okay, I didn't have to do it. But eventually it came a time where I did have to do it. And I was still so nervous every week that we had to show up. And in my mind, I'm like, man, today going to be the day that I finally have to do this. And I was so nervous. And now y'all months later, it's now May. And I've done the raffle so many times. I've led games so many times. I've given a talk and I don't get nervous anymore, at least for right now. I'm not saying that next year that won't change because we'll probably have new students. But I also kind of feel like I won't be as nervous because it's like I've done this before and I know that I'm capable of doing it. I cannot tell y'all this year has probably been one of the most out of my comfort zone years I've ever had. And I'm referring to year as in like school year, because obviously it's only May of 2022. But 
I'm counting a year from August to May for the school year. And just every man, I have not stepped out of my comfort zone more than I have this year and than I have in ministry. We have to do these uh this thing called contact work where we have to like go up to the high school um and like hang with the students. And usually people do it, they go during lunch, but because of my class schedule, work schedule and all that, I was not able to go during lunch. So I had to go after school. I remember the first time I had to do that being so, so nervous. And even before I started doing it, I was so nervous. And I'm just like, bro, how do I do this? How like how can I do this? I finally did it. I didn't do it as much as I would like to, but I still pat myself on the back and give myself credit for even doing it once. And actually, I did it more than once. I did it a total of three times this semester. So I pat myself on the back for that because it was out of my comfort zone. It was I really did push myself and the leader of my team, he pushed me a lot. Rather, he did it outwardly. He did it very subconsciously. He pushed me and I always wanted to thrive to try harder because I saw how much he loved what he did. And I saw how much he wanted our team to be a great team. I saw how he believed in me as a leader. And so I wanted to try harder. I wanted to push harder to do things that made me uncomfortable. And that's something that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. Um, next year, as I go into my second year of being a leader and however long it is that I work with this ministry and just as I go into ministry period, because I, from saying yes to that DM, that's that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. That is the career path that I want to take. I want to go into full-time youth ministry. And it's just, I'm just like, dude, who would have thought? Like, I could have never, like, I cannot make this up. And like, I cannot take any credit for any of this. I cannot explain any of this without including God. Because how is it that the, the same exact day I pray that, Lord, you are about to do something new, it happens. And even with being a part of the ministry for my my high school students, you know, being in this ministry has introduced me to community. You know, I haven't I still struggle to find like close friends, but I found a sense of belonging with the other leaders and like staff people in this ministry whenever I go to events when I do push myself to go to the events that they have for staff and leaders I always feel like I belong there I always feel full after I leave these events with these other leaders and staff people and I literally just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be even though it's hard even though everything is not perfect there are still times that I struggle there are still times where I'm like this is nice you know being having these people to be around but I still would like that one person like one just super close friend and it can still be it's also very hard as well because a lot of the leaders and staff people for this ministry are older than me a lot of them are actually like married or they're just like late 20s I'm still early 20s so there's an age gap so things are the dynamics are kind of different so that's something that still is a struggle but I cannot tell you I've come a long way and things have gotten exceptionally better and I could not have asked for just a better junior year and it has just given me a new outlook on life and just going back to that thing of feeling full 
you know, every week that I went to club with my high schoolers, y'all, although a lot of times I would feel drained, and I mean so drained, because just talking and getting up on stage and being super excited and all of that, that drains me so much because that's just not my nature. I still felt so full of life. Now, there were sometimes I did not feel full of life because high schoolers are high schoolers and they know how to get up under your skin and just do too much. And so sometimes they did get on my nerves, not gonna lie. But when I put that to the side, I always felt full because I felt like I was fulfilling a bigger purpose and I was. And it truthfully makes me super emotional to think about because it's just like what I'm doing and where God has me it's not something empty like I'm literally helping to change the lives of students I'm bringing students closer to Christ I'm introducing students to Christ our team that's what our team is doing like and I couldn't think of anything else that could be more fulfilling than that for me at least you know and it's just like wow like I've found my purpose being here in college and I don't know what the next few years will look like I wish I did (laughs) but for right now I'm just living here I'm just being in the moment being present and just reflecting on my growth um being proud of myself for that growth and just using that as fuel to keep going to keep stepping out of my comfort zone, to be okay with being uncomfortable and being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Somebody very special told me that like literally last night. And it's so true. Like when they say, and it sounds so cliche and I'm pretty sure we've all heard it, but life really does start when you step out of your comfort zone or however the saying goes, but it's so true. But Y'all, God is, he's an on-time God. Like I said, he's a just like that. He is a big stepper. Like, he don't play about his kids. Like, he steps for us. He wants the best for us. And he has a plan. Like, if you would have asked me sophomore year, just sophomore year. I'm not going to even go back to freshman year. But just sophomore year, even a month before I came back for junior year, if I saw me being where I am now... I probably would have looked at you like you're crazy. I wouldn't have believed that. But man, does God move. He's amazing. And he wants to do amazing things in your life. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask, think, or imagine in your life. And he will if you allow him. But you have to allow him to move. He's not going to force you. God, he's a gentleman. I know you've heard that before. And if you haven't, I'm telling you now, he's not going to force you to do anything. He's persistent, but he's persistent in a respectful manner. He'll keep chasing you. He'll keep coming, but he's not going to go any farther than you allow him to go. And that's one thing that I really thank God for, just his faithfulness. The fact that he never stopped coming after me. He kept coming. He kept calling. He never let me get too far gone in this worldly mess to where I couldn't be redeemed. And truthfully, there is no too far. Well, I have to say that it's kind of hard to explain because I don't want to say there isn't a too far that you cannot be redeemed from. Because at some point, if you don't want to follow Christ and you don't 
want God to be the head of your life. He's not going to force you and he will take his hand off and let you do as you please. It says that in uh, in Romans that God will give you away to the world and let you do as you please. So I won't say that there's not too far that you can go that he will let you go. But, you know, I digress because that's something that I can't even get into and dissect right now but I'm just so glad for God's faithfulness I'm just glad that he kept me that he saved me God literally saved my life he saved my life and I can't imagine being anywhere else and just trusting anybody else with my life like oh y'all I wish I had the words for it just Oh, this year has been something like I've walked away from so many things that didn't serve me well this year. I mean, I've started setting boundaries with people like crazy and you can see it because people have left. People didn't like it. People were mad. And that is okay. That's okay with me. I'd rather you be gone then if that's the case. But y'all, it has been a heck of a year, but I wouldn't change it for anything it hasn't always been fun there were still some sad parts I still cried sometimes and not tears of joy it was still hard but God never promised us an easy life with no problems he never promised us that but he did promise if we trust him that we can have life despite all of that that we can still have peace that he gives peace to those that trust in him And so I encourage you to do that today. I hope my story is always and has always been an encouragement to y'all. I'd never say anything with a tone of bragging, of pride, of being better than anybody. I want my story to be an encouragement because my story has been one and it has not ended because there are still tests and things happening right now that I don't understand, that I don't get, that frustrate the heck out of me. But I just want y'all to continue to follow me on this journey of just following Christ, just trusting him with my life, constantly trusting him with my life. I've said this before, but y'all following Christ, putting your trust in Christ is a daily thing. It has to happen daily. You don't just say it once and do it once and that's it. You have to do it daily. Say that you'll put your life in Christ's hands and that you will follow him and that you trust him daily every single day and so i hope (laughs) that this was an encouragement to you and i hope that y'all are doing well for all of my college students y'all we made it to the end of another semester to my graduates congratulations i know that there is no other feeling like being done because child i'm ready to be done i'm so proud of you if nobody has said it i am proud of you rather i know you or not you have done something amazing college is hard it is hella hard and so i am proud of you you have done something big you have done something huge and don't water it down don't let anybody tell you that it's not that big of a deal also to my people who it may have taken longer than you would have liked it to because i felt that i mean i only been here for two years but with my speculations i might be here a little longer than four years um i said two years three years now but anyway if it took you five years if it took you eight baby you did it 
you did it you stuck with it and you did not give up despite the trials despite how hard it is for my people that are still in college if it looks like you're going to have to do an extra semester an extra year an extra two years or you have to take a gap year you have to leave and hopefully that you can hopeful that you can come back that is okay i hear it all the time you know it's a marathon not a race Stop comparing yourself. You don't have to compare yourself. Again, God has a plan for your life and you don't know what that is if you don't trust him. And that's something that I had to tell myself the other day. Something so disappointing happened and it looks like I'm going to have to be in college way longer than I, emphasis on I, intended and would like. But God said to me, you've been asking me and praying for me to do something and I'm trying to do it. That's what he told me. And that shut me up so quick because we want things to happen how we want them to happen. And because we cannot see how what we've prayed for and what we've asked for can come out of what's happening. We get upset. We get frustrated. We lose that trust, that hope and that faith. Or because we don't see how anything can come out of what's happening to us right now. How can anything good come out of this? We lose that faith and that hope. But that's what hope and faith is in the things that are unseen knowing that there is something coming out of where you are that is going to get better regardless of where you are right now and so y'all i can go again and i'll be on here talking for an hour but i actually have a final that's starting in five minutes so i need to get up and get walking i'm probably gonna drive and hopefully i don't get no ticket but i just hope that y'all are encouraged i just hope that this school year has stretched you and grown you and pushed you and i encourage you to allow yourself to grow to be stretched to be pushed step out of your comfort zone come out of what you're used to stop being comfortable do something new and that doesn't just apply to the school year that goes into just the year period the year is not over we're just a little under halfway through but there is still time honey So I hope y'all have a good rest of your day, a good rest of your week, and I will talk to y'all in the next episode of The Safe Space.